Oh, jeez. Stop saying action. <laughs> oh. Can we, we please have Courtney as our first guest? I think she already was a first guest, technically. Yeah, like just then. Right here. That, that, yeah, that was just it. now. Ladies and gentlemen, first guest appearance is Courtney Loving God. <laughs> Dude, my, the top of my water bottle smells like coffee, and I'm very concerned. Mm. That's why. I don't know. I mean, it, my tea smells like tea. Right. So no, it's like very specifically the top of it smells like coffee grounds. I mean, that's a oh, good Oh, it's because there's coffee grounds on top of it. <laughs> Logan, were you making your bougie coffee and did you get coffee grounds in your water bottle? Listen, <laughs> I make my bougie coffee every morning. It's the only thing that keeps me sane. I mean, yeah, good I mean, for you. you know, I mean, what, 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 like, what was it? I got, I got laid off. It, it laid off, quote unquote. The way that they did it there was so weird. Um, oh, at the coffee, the coffee at, place. At, at the coffee establishment. So, like, when they realized that COVID was a thing, and they realized like they couldn't keep everyone on their payroll, they didn't technically like let anyone go. They were just like, "Hey, if you're not comfortable coming in due to COVID, um, we're just gonna like freeze you in the system, and you can do what you want," which is. Among other things, a beautiful way for them to get out of, you know, doing unemployment. Yeah. And, yeah. Yeah. It's fun. So, th- that, that that was what happened, is I was like, I don't know, like, how bad shit's gonna be, so let me not, uh, for a bit. And then that turned into six months of unemployment. It was very fun. Oof. Yeah, man. Yeah, I mean... But the, hey, but, at least yeah. you kind of decided it, I guess. Yeah, yeah, that's, so... yeah. I, that was just, like, that was such a weird time, because it was, like, it came as I was trying to transition, um, yeah. and, like, what I wanted to do, because after the, uh, year-long fellowship at, um, insert former place of employment here, uh, censor, insert beep here, I was like, okay, I will... Um, I, I'm like I'm I'm feeling done with nonprofit world. Um, I've always loved bookstores, so let me go work in a bookstore. Um, yeah. like really get that experience under my belt. <clears throat> and I did that, and then I was like, okay, I'm, I'm good. Like that, that that's enough of the bookstore. <laughs> that that was like six months at that job. Um, but that bookstore in particular had like like just like a general like coffee bar in it. So I got my first experience with it, like doing that. Hmm. And I was like, I want to really delve into this. Like, I want to learn how to make, like, espresso drinks and all that stuff and, like, just get really good at it. So I applied for a coffee shop down the street (laughs) uh, from the bookstore and got it. Um, So I transitioned from the bookstore to coffee shop right before COVID hit. It was, like, March. It was, like, March 1st was my first day at the coffee shop. Um, And then I got... In my lovely scooter accident, <laughs> like oh, I forgot about that. Yeah, Dude, I got this, this was I, a year. This yeah, was a, this heck of a year whole for you. heck of a year. <laughs> so like, I, I started at the coffee shop about like seven, like not, not like barely even a week in. Got and I was on. I, I owned an electric scooter. It's in storage right now. I'm not touching the damn thing ever again. But I owned an electric <laughs> scooter that I would use, like the hip millennial that I am, to get from place to place, like get from the metro to my home super quick because I was working late hours. And I got in a dumb accident on it and busted my damn skull open because mm. um, I was totally wearing a helmet and not <laughs> being a 
dumbass. So that put me out of work for a little bit. And then by the time I was ready to go back, all the talk was like, hey, like COVID's a thing. It was like me talking to my coworkers of like, what do you think's going to happen? Yeah. Um, and then that was it. And then like they shut down for a little bit where I barely even had seven days of work experience under my belt there. And then all of a sudden I was like trying to learn like one, how to do this new job and two, how to do it with COVID going on. Yeah. And they were it, it, intentionally, and I credit them for this. They weren't like staffing up very highly. They were bringing on like two people per shift. And like, I would just be one of those people. And I'm like, I'm not, like, I, like, I'm not at the level of training that y'all needed me to be at in order to, like, right. make this thing happen. So I'm going to bow <laughs> out after, like, three shifts of me attempting to do that and just being a complete, like, wreck at the end of it. Like, I can't keep doing this to myself, just mentally or physically. Um, yeah. But, this, yeah. It was a rough year. It was a, it was, it was it was a, a rough year. year for everyone. And, yeah. I mean, even for, for your situation, it's just like, oh, like... I'm going to do this because I can't even, I can't even think about what this is going to look like with right. this pandemic. That's like. the thing. Yeah. But that, that was the thing. It's like, and I think this is more so what I was trying to get at last week was like, I was in this period of trying to sort out what the fuck I wanted to do when this hit. So I, now that like, hopefully fingers crossed, we're like seeing maybe an end theoretically this year hypothetically lord speed the day i'm like well what do i uh what do i do now right yeah because that's a real thing yeah man a lot of people are asking themselves that same question yeah even if they didn't have the same circumstance it's like oh this totally changed my whole life view yeah what do i want to do now yeah no for sure and like i can feel um the pressure of that sort of looming a little bit more um I think I mentioned this last week, but the kids I work for are going back to school um, for, like, they're doing, like, concurrent model learning. They're going to be in the school building for two days a week and then online for two days a week. Okay. And they're just sort of, going to sort of, like, bounce back and forth. So I'm going to be, by the nature of that, I'm going to be moving to part-time, basically. So... That's a that's a that's heckin' free time and hey five to nine culture, gotta yeah. gotta make something happen right. Um, anyway, that's where my brain's been at. I wanted to I wanted to like put a bow on that thought process of just like this is where oh, I yeah. was because when I was listening back to our old podcast like the last episode that we did, um, I realized like how much one tenth of a beer like. <laughs> fucked with my ability to process do, any yeah. words yeah no man that was a real thing uh, um so i want like, listening back to it i'm just like god damn it logan finish a fucking thought <laughs> like you just keep it's fine yeah like i want to put like... a bow on that specifically and now we sure now we gonna move on also yeah. um we can keep recording i need to go grab a different pair of headphones uh, but okay we can, we can keep the record button going just so we don't lose our spot but the yes. little robotic voice in my headphone just went battery low. And... I hate that voice. Oh, it's fucking terrifying. I hate it. it it's, it's the, the worst. worst. It's the worst. Okay, okay. I'll be okay. right back. Logan is back. I am 
back with in. new and improved headphones. New and new and improved and borrowed from my partner headphones. Hey. I when I stepped out on the note of the coffee. So like that that was like a little thing that like when I left the coffee shop I wanted to claim was like I I want to keep learning this at the very least. So I bought yeah. like the pour over set. Um recently got gifted like the stovetop like mocha pot espresso maker. So I finally started getting into espresso drinks. Um, Fancy. Right? Um, but that's been, that has been, I think, like, the one constant in me and Juliet's lives is, like, doing pour-over coffee. But yeah. when I went out to get the headphones from her, she told me that, like, just now, um, just in talking about it, we apparently got her mom into doing pour-over coffee, too. And that makes me so happy. <laughs> like, yes. Just uh, add influencer oh, to your oh, resume it, like, honestly, real quick. That, that is something that we can just, like, will into being. Like, if I just call myself an influencer, <laughs> then I, I think I am an influencer. I think that's I mean, how that, that works. that is sort of how it starts. And then you mm. just have to grow the following after that. We're, so we're, we're manifesting. What you, need to do, what you need to do right now during the podcast okay. is... Sign up for TikTok if you haven't already. Oh, God. <laughs> and just create videos of pour-over coffees until you become that influencer <sighs> that you now are because you have one person that has oh, done man. it since you started. Do So that's going to be your entire life. You're just going to go on yeah. there. You're going to create TikToks all day. I think we've established my brand. Yeah. You Yes. And then... You know, you're going to blow up. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, you'll, you'll figure it out. Yeah, it's going to be you great. Know, you uh, might get some money. You might not. You know, you, yeah, everyone that does that is sort of poor anyways. So it's fine. Yeah, Everything's yeah, yeah. good. Yeah, yeah, so I'll just do, like, what I do in my Instagram stories already every so often when I feel like being pretentious. Just take a picture and put a <laughs> lo-fi soundtrack over it. Yo. Like. Those are some pretty fire stories, though. Oh, absolutely. I mean, th- that, that's like, basically the vibe I'm going for with this podcast, with, like, the coffee shop music. I mean... Dude, you, you know me. Cur- I'm down for that. Curate an aesthetic, man. But what's an yeah? That's how thing? we. That's how we got here. We got here from coffee grinds in a water bottle. <laughs> to yeah. Now you're now you're a TikTok influencer Dude, for pour over coffee. Let's go. It's, it's crazy. Let's go. Also, this is a good time to mention it. On the note of coffee shops, um, we have a name for this podcast now. We do. We named it. What's the hubbub? Shout out to Joey Davini. <laughs> For yes, the podcast Joey suggestion uh, What's the hubbub? What is the hubbub? Um, mm. Do we want to talk about our memories of hubbub? Our, our now defunct coffee shop? I mean, we can. So they're definitely still a coffee shop. Are, they're just are no they? longer the, the, in they're, they're not like a brick and mortar like coffee yeah, shop. Though. Let me let me let me double check my my sources here. So my, but I am pretty sure I, th- my that they are still a thing. Yeah, my understanding was that like they closed down their shops, but they're doing like like the food truck model. Mm. That was my understanding. Yeah. Let me check this. So So um thing. it looks uh it looks like the one that we went to, which it's was when we were students at Eastern University, we would go to the one that was in the town called Wayne. Well, sort of. It was sort of outside of the town, but right. it was uh, it was a location and it was a coffee shop. And we were people who were in need for cold brew coffee because that was the craze. They sold it. Okay, this is just important to me. They sold their cold brew coffee in fucking growlers, like for moonshine. You just <laughs> buy a growler of cold brew, and they had like a rewards program where if you brought in the growler, they would like refill it for you at a discount. Yep. We bought so much cold brew. <laughs> we would do that, but then yeah. also when we had the growlers like in our possession, right. we would still 
drive to the coffee shop yeah. to buy other coffee. Yes. And the best part about that was that the other promotion they had was a punch card where you mm. would get, you know, ten after nine cups of coffee, your tenth cup is free. Yeah. And they would use the little star uh, little hole star punch. hole punch, yeah, man. Yeah, oh, yeah. God. That was the. Uh, those are. The, I think. I think I still have mine somewhere. I definitely still the have the last mine. one. Before they went away, I was like very close to another free cup of coffee. Mm, <laughs> that, that's unfortunate. Yeah. We need to we need to go cash that in. I mean, I could go to the Philadelphia location. It's not like I live that far away. Are you sure but... the Philadelphia one is still open? The Spruce Street one. I swear, I just saw that it was a thing. On, but on, on, I don't, on, on Google, it on says Google, permanently closed. Oh, well, now I am... Now, what did I click on, then? You just this type in, fun. like, Hubbub Coffee on Google? Yeah. Yeah, I, so yeah, on the right, I... when I type that in, it pulls up Hubbub Coffee permanently closed. Oh, that is, that's ridiculous. Yeah. When I, cl- I clicked on the first little link there, and it was like, oh, yeah, we're a thing. And mm. I, yeah, so don't listen to anything I say ever. So, <laughs> no, dude, again, we'll, like, we'll just edit that to make it seem like you called it right the first time. Yeah, like Hubbub is closed, and we'll just edit that into the yeah. part where I said it was open. Hubbub is closed. Yeah, their their Twitter account has been inactive since 2017. Oh, that's rude. Yeah. Well, that's where we got the name. Yeah. Well, well, <laughs> if, if somehow the creators of Hubbub like hear this, thank you for yes giving us for real. so many heckin' memes. I can't remember the year. I think it might have been 2015 hmm. when we first started going there, and that was like. Back when I was actually like actively using Instagram as well. Yeah. Uh, and I don't usually do that anymore, but I know that because every once in a while on my Instagram it says that I have memories. Mm, uh, and of coffee. Like yeah. there's like a a week span of different photos of different coffees from Hubbub, mm. all in like a week. It was so, it was a very yeah. like <laughs> at least the the store that we went to. I think all the locations were like this. They had I think three locations. They had two in Philadelphia and one. Um, in Wayne, where we went to school, um, at least like in the one that we went to, the aesthetic was very like industrial, like yeah. with, with like the pipes hanging out up top, like the vintage Edison bulbs, like ah, oh, so much. Yeah, uh, I think so. The wooden chairs, the wooden the chairs, high tables. So much. I think yeah. like in, in retrospect, so much of like what I strive for in like creating a space. Which is something that like I'm really passionate about. I think so much of my like aesthetic choice came from Hubbub, the like the like the the warm lighting specifically, like the need to have mm-hmm. like warm light, like those get rid of those shitty like overhead white lights. Yeah, like, the ones that hurt your head. But, yeah, exactly. Okay. Like I think I found like a lot of my value in those type of things from Hubbub, and just like how much time we spent there. That's very true. It, it, it was such like a welcoming space. Yes. Yeah. It was a welcoming space for college kids to come and pretend to do work. Yeah. And just drink coffee instead. Pretend is the key word there. And th- yeah. th- that was, I think, like what prompted us to like pay homage to Hubbub in particular was like, yes. we would go there to do work so much, but we'd end up just having conversations like this. Yeah. Um, yep. And I think just in COVID, this is at least like my sort of impetus for wanting to do this with you was like, in COVID, like, we're not really having those conversations that much anymore. And, yeah. like, that college time is such a pressure cooker for you're having those conversations, you're having those sort of, like, spur-of-the-moment chats where you're just ha- kind of hashing your life out. And yep. I feel like a- as you get older, outside of, like, your immediate bubble, like, you have to really, I don't know, like, be intentional with, like, 
making the time to actually talk about those things. Yeah, no, it's that's very true, yeah, and that is uh, that's why we made this podcast yeah, so man. we can have those conversations, and so random people from places that we've never been to listen to it yeah. because apparently that's what happened with our first episode. We got so. five views in Tennessee. Um, yeah, I don't think I know anyone in Tennessee. I don't think I know anyone in Tennessee either. So shout outs to whoever is in Tennessee. Um, you're cool. It's cool. It, gotcha. Is that laundry time? Yeah, it is laundry time. Go forth so in the laundry. Gonna hit, yes. I'm gonna in, okay. I'm gonna insert a laundry song. Do you want to? Um, do you want to keep yours recording or do you want to pause it? Yeah, I'll keep mine recording because cool. then it'll all be in one file. Perfect. And edit out the white noise easily doable yes okay i'll be right back sounds good okay have fun don't fall in while you were gone i stepped outside and confirmed with juliet that we're going to order popeyes for dinner (laughs) nice our go-to thing has been so where we're located, our apartment, it's in a dangerous place exclusively because it's right down the street from a shopping complex that has a Chick-fil-A, a giant, a Petco, a gas station, like everything we need is just there. <laughs> so we go to Chick-fil-A probably at least twice a week. Yo, so it's the Lord's chicken it, right there. It, so because of that, oh, we have, yeah, okay. yeah, sort of. Um, it's, it's quote unquote, the Lord's chicken, TM, TM, TM. So like, because of that, we've been stockpiling, um, a shit ton of, uh, Chick-fil-A sauce. Mm. And what we do now is like, we stockpile on the sauce. And then when we're, we feel like we're ready to like up our game and treat ourselves, we order yeah. Popeyes, but put the Chick-fil-A sauce on the Popeyes. Whoa. Yeah. Because I'm going to go on record with this. I think Popeye's chicken is better. It is. But I think Chick-fil-A sauces are better. Yeah, that's fair. In my opinion, yeah. So we we just combine them. We get the best of both worlds. Yeah, I'm a sucker for any kind of fried chicken, especially, like, spicy fried chicken. (sighs) That's what I do. If you make a spicy fried chicken, like, I'm just, I'm going to eat it. Yep, yep. I do the spicy chicken sandwich, like, at both places. Um, That's just my default. Does it give me? Yes. Does it give me the worst poops? Absolutely. Is it worth oh, it's, it? It's awful. Oh, oh, it's the worst. But then you're like, oh, I want another sandwich. Yeah, yeah. It's like, okay, now I've freed up all this space for more chicken. Let's go walk down the street and get another one. <laughs> oh, it's so bad. Um, this might be a good place we can introduce ourselves and then talk about what's been going on in our weeks for ourselves. Sure. Um, Let's for, do it. Yeah. For those joining us, um, I am Logan. Uh, the other person is Tim. And th- Sup. And th- <laughs> <laughs> what, what is up, my dudes? I was totally not giving Logan the peace sign, thinking that <laughs> all of the listeners could see the peace sign. Yep, we, we, we have a Facebook call up, and you totally remembered that it's a, uh, <laughs> yo, you told him, it, it's, yeah. a, it's, not, it's a visual medium, obviously, with your ears. Yes. Look, look, yes. look with your special ears. <laughs> uh, this is a this is a podcast where we hash out what we've been processing throughout the week and learning and thinking about. Um, sometimes that's just literally what the fuck is going on on Twitter. Sometimes that's really deep talk. Sometimes it's both. Yep. Um, Truth. And that is that that that's how we do. You've seen that? Did you see that video of? president obama during the biden campaign oh yeah yeah, yeah. oh yeah that's how we where he's do. just he's just chilling and then he's like 
dribbling the basketball, and he's like, no, nah, I'm just going to hit a step back three in your face, and then right. leave the gym saying, that's how we <laughs> do. <laughs> that's how we do. I would I would kill for a fraction of that confidence. <laughs> just a fraction. A fraction. I feel like for me, because I'm semi-athletic, mm. I could I could hit the step back three point shot. Oh no! But then, but then once I hit the step back three point shot, I wouldn't know what to say. Yeah. So it would just be random words that don't make sense. You, you'd hit it and then be like, "That was cool." You're like, "Hey guys, I'm cool. I, I got did, it. Did you see the it. shot? You did the double peace sign and dab and leave. Yep, that's exactly, <laughs> that's exactly the way." Um, that's a, that's the way. Again, people totally saw oh, what I just did on the camera. One hundred and ten percent. It's gonna through put, their ears. Through their ears, exactly. They can just yeah. they, they can hear like the radiant energy of Tim doing like tiny micro dabs. It's like the one gif that we like to send back and forth with each other. Oh. And I feel like I just I just struck a nerve. Yes, you did. I said GIF. You said gif. I didn't know you did. say gif. I I I do say gif, and I don't. I, yeah, I can't stop. Oh, no. I, every once in a while, I'm like, oh, it's totally GIF. I, I see that. Phonetically, when, I understand it. But when did this happen for you? When, when were they invented? Who, who hurt you? I mean, if we... <laughs> do we want to go down that road right now? I don't Rather, know. That, that, that's, 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 a, that's episode three bullshit. Okay, oh okay. Yeah, we'll have to save that one. Oh, my God. Yeah. How, how have so, we not yeah. had the GIF-GIF conversation in this friendship? We've totally had the... We, we've we've had this conversation in a group, mm. and I, I feel like I'm quick to just agree with both sides. God, you're such a fucking nine. <laughs> I, I've never taken that test either, and I know that's gonna... You're, yeah. you're a nine, though. Okay. Yeah. Allow me to do the thing that's totally not obnoxious that progressive Christians do. Allow me <laughs> to tell you what Enneagram type you are. Fair enough. Oh, my God. No, that's... Dude, I, I, I think this might be the last we, episode. We totally, we totally just got derailed of whatever the heck we were saying. No, no, the, I think... I said GIF. <laughs> we, we never left the rails. The, 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 this was a train that was heading towards the GIF-GIF conversation. And yeah. and now it is hit. It is hit, and we. Yeah. Th- there there was life before this conversation. There was life after this conversation. Yeah. Okay. I I want to really dig into this. <laughs> Dot G I F. Okay. What does yeah. that stand for? Stands for. Graphic in. Yeah. Something. It stands for graphics interchange format. Not okay. Not graphics. Listen. You make these giraffes out of this. They did nothing Look, to you. I love giraffes as much as the next person. However, they have no place in my gifts unless I'm sending a giraffe gif. A gif gif, if you will. Oh no. Yeah. Did I just. Like all I, the only way I'm going to commu- communicate with you from now on is sending you. Giraffe gifs. Gif. Gifs of giraffes so they are gifs so oh. i can say it my mind instantly just goes to gifs that's that's what it is really what it is, that is like fair. i can say either mm. to anybody but when ah, i see it it's your default and i yeah my brain goes it's a gif mm. it's a vlasic it's a gif it's a yeah. vlasic yeah. <laughs> do you remember, yeah. you remember those pickle commercials I do not. Oh, the fucking Vlasic, like, Pelican or whatever the hell he is. Oh. You remember I, that shit? No, wait, this is coming back. Yeah. This is like a dormant memory. He's like... Munch- Did I suppress it for a reason? He, he's, like, he, he's like munching on a pickle. He's like with this little girl, and she like eats a pickle, and all the adults around her are like, what? And it's like a loud crunch. Yeah. And like, what? And 
the pelican bird, whatever, is like, oh, don't don't worry about it. It's a Vlasic. Now, that's the tastiest crunch I've ever heard. Well, do you remember that shit? I, I feel like there's a reason it's not on TV anymore. Oh yeah, it doesn't because work. The bird tells all the parents to not worry about it. Yeah, exactly. Why do pickles need commercials? Why? <laughs> it's not no needed. It. It's not needed. No. no. You know what else we don't need yeah. is gifs. Yeah, I know. Just, it just, I go it's it. still gonna, it's still gonna pop into my head every time I say it. Though. That's fair. What are some? Every time I think of it. What are some other? Gif. What are some other weird? I guess like quote unquote weird because like language is so subjective and English is so bullshit anyway. What are some? Oh, yeah. What are some other language quirks that you feel like you have picked up? I mean, in life? well, so I'm from around Philadelphia, right? So you, you, you get yins. No, I don't get Yins. Yins is Pittsburgh. Mm, you're right. You're right. Yins is Pittsburgh, which I learned about from my grandfather mm. uh, because he was from Pittsburgh. But what? from Philly, you, you we say John. Yeah, that's right. As like anything. Yep. It's anything. It's a noun. Get... It's essentially a noun. It's a person, place, or thing. Right. Can you give me that John? But it's a John. Yeah. Give me that John. Like, I grew up saying it throughout school. Mm. And it, when I first went to college, I went to college out actually near Pittsburgh. It was my first stop in college. That's right. And <laughs> for me, I when I would say, hey, can you pass me that John? People would be like, what the fuck are you talking about? What? what, what? Uh... Can, that's a drink. Yes, I know it's a drink, but can you pass me that John? Mm. <laughs> Just more, more emphatically, more angry. That do you not understand? That John, we're from the same state. <laughs> yeah, so that is it's the whole, that whole that whole thing is has always been been there for me. Mm. Um, the other the other Philly thing that I don't do is I say water, mm. not water. That's fair. Um, probably because my parents were from New York, so they didn't say water. Right, but. When I I can get real Philly and say water mm. if I need to. Right, you you can blend you in know. as needed. But I'm not actually from Philly. I just like to say I am. So yeah, it it, it yeah. it's weird. Like, we sort of hit on the whole like Ridley Park Philly, like dichotomy. Yeah, I, I, like, I, like a little bit, like, Delco yeah. in general, because like that has um that has Chester sort of like wrapped up in it too. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, Chester is part of Delaware County. Yeah, yeah. It, it, it's it, it's a weird sort of like distinction of like it's not in philly but it's like it basically is philly it's the county that is directly connected to to the philadelphia county right um on the one side at least Mm. from over this way yeah yeah man yeah that's fair yeah so like so i can't think of any of much other like dialect things Mm. i think that i say i picked up on a few of mine just in like listening to this podcast um and i edited most of mine out (laughs) <laughs> because I realized I love to do this before I start yeah. a sentence, and it would be like, so, let me think about this, and I'm just like, oh, God, no, Logan, no, 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 like, don't do it, it's a trap. Yeah, no, yeah, there's, I mean, there's a lot of things like that. I know for me, like, I used to, when I was younger, um, when I would, like, agree with someone, I would say, no, like, this is the cool thing. Mm. As if I'm saying no to them, but I'm not. I'm actually agreeing with them. Like, no, like, this is cool. Like, yeah. Like, that sort of thing. There's, like, that weird... I, I can't even think of, like, a real situation to use it because I stopped doing that because my parents were like, you need to stop doing that. I so, actively still like, do that. I think I did it a lot in the last recording. Like, no, yeah, yeah. no. Or, right. yeah, no, right. Yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. Like, no, yeah, no, yeah. 
Right, exactly. It's, it doesn't... I mean, it, it means no nothing. It, it. It's filler. It's really because we're trying to actually formulate the thought and we want to fill that dead space. Yep. It's exa- exactly it, what it, it is. It is exactly the same thought process as using like. Ooh. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, no, well, yeah, um, no, yeah, um, yeah, that, that thing. No, yeah, um, that John is the most, yeah. <laughs> was the worst non sequitur. <laughs> I mean said nothing yeah i said nothing that people would even understand right i i, I said basically no yeah um n- n- noun thing <laughs> thing that i'm gesturing to <laughs> uh, that's so true i i, I, so, I did, what yeah. were the other ones you picked up on i um i picked up y'all like a lot like i i don't think i realized how much i say y'all <laughs> even though like i grew up in maryland so but like northern I know where the y'all came from. I know where the y'all came from. And from Georgia. When you moved to Georgia, yeah. when you moved to Georgia, when your well, when your family moved to Georgia when we were in college, yep. and you went back, I picked it right home. Up. Like the next like time I saw you, it was all y'all, 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 yeah. y'all, and sweet tea. Uh, well, well and, s- sweet tea was always a thing. I just like unearthed my love for it like while I was down enough. there. So like the timeline yeah. for folks was like I grew up in Maryland. Um, and, but was technically like I was technically born in Georgia. I was born. Okay. I was born in Macon, Georgia, like a super small town. Um, but then when I was one, my family moved to Maryland. I grew up mm. I, and I grew up in Bel Air, Maryland. Um, started going to Eastern University um, while my family was still in Bel Air. But while I was at college, uh, my family moved down to Georgia because of my dad's job. Um, so that first summer after. Eastern, like the summer in between my freshman and sophomore years, I went back to Georgia with them for a fair bit and worked yeah. as a camp counselor and got a lot of like exposure to just like <laughs> interacting with families in the South. Yes. And um, like the, the, the y'all, the y'all gene, if that's a real thing, I think just got activated. It's so helpful though. Y- y'all is, is, y'all is so helpful. Like it's non-gendered, so it can be used right. in multiple applications um, it's, it's quick, it's punchy, it's like, hey, can, mm-hmm. can you people, hey, hey, can y'all, you can, people. Hey, hey, yeah, yeah, exactly, it's like, you can't go like, you people, um, yeah. because, hey, can y'all come here for a second, like, that, that works, you guys come here yeah. for a second, oh, they're not all girls, they're, or, or they're not all guys, <laughs> yeah, yeah, or, or, yeah, it's like, it, it, it pigeonholes you a little bit, and that that's way. another thing, that mm. gets me, like, the, the phrase, you guys, for a group of people, yep, has annoyed me actually for like the last few years. Yeah. And like I pick up on it, especially like watching TV. Yeah. When like it's just, it's just, you know, something that people say. Yeah. And it, it, you know, we've made it so that it means, hey, everyone. Yeah. But, but it, it is inherently gendered. That. Yeah. And, yeah. And, and that I think is a limitation of the English language, right? Yeah. Um, I'm not a linguist, but it's like we have no like referring to a group of people that is not inherently like a gendered term except for y'all which is you yeah. which is you all i i'm so, I, I will die don't on the, edit hill. the y'all. yeah don't edit the y'alls out don't edit the y'alls out i, I did not edit the y'alls out um i just i think i picked up on it a lot okay um yeah i i just did the click again i just noticed it i i, yep. I, I did um damn is this what this podcast is going to do to me it's going to make me just even more self-conscious than i actually am 
it's just becoming more hyper aware of, yeah. of who you are and your tendencies, which isn't a bad thing. But I was you just have to not move it to the place of then worrying about it. Like, yeah, yeah this is who I am. So when you know. when I was growing up, so my dad's a pastor, and I grew up in the church. I grew up in a Presbyterian church, um, and because of that, I I think when I started going into high school. That was around the time that I would start like, reading Bible verses like in front of the congregation and the services. Mm. And I remember very vividly like my dad giving me like um, public speaking tips, like enunciating your words if you think you're speaking too um, if you think you're speaking too slowly or if, if you're thinking think that you're thinking if you think that you are speaking, <laughs> Jesus Mary and Joseph, if you think that you are speaking too slow you're talking too fast yeah like that has just been hardwired into my brain ever since um i mean i understand why yeah. you just stumbled with that thought process because now i'm like wait which way is it yeah yeah, yeah, yeah going yeah. too fast too slow am i i'm just overthinking at it, this point exactly and like <laughs> so like i think I, I would be interested in doing like a deep dive with myself of just like how related is my hyper awareness of myself with <laughs> all of that hard wiring I did. <laughs> I mean, like early that on. is literally how everyone is, mm. you know, for mm. the most part, when you're growing up with your parents and they're instilling those, the way that they do things into you, mm. then you kind of take those on and you kind of learn about them and you, you don't understand that you're sort of doing them maybe until later in life. And then it's so self-conscious. Kind of it it's very, yeah. very self-conscious. Not, not self-conscious. It's, um, what's the term? Um, subconscious. Subconscious. That's right. I am self-conscious. <laughs> but what's happening is subconscious. Um, yeah, no, it, it, I've been thinking about that a lot recently, um, especially in terms of, like, the kids I'm working with right now. Mm. They've seen, like, me be stressed about COVID, and I've seen them be stressed about COVID, and I've right. seen them pick up on, like, not just, like, their parents' mannerisms, but, like, each other's mannerisms. Uh-huh. Um, I don't know. I've just been very aware of like how impressionable these kids are. You know, like yeah, I mean that, that, we all are yeah. to a point and to a fault at times. Yeah. Uh, well, like, we're always learning those sort of things. We're always learning, right? but I think I've been struck specifically by like the age of just like yeah, like, it's it's so like the, the term like impressionable is like tossed around a fair bit. But it, I, I've been mm-hmm. I, I've been very shocked by it because like. This has been probably, like, the most, like, intensely I've worked with a group of kids. When I was a camp counselor, um, my, like, the summer after my freshman year, like I mentioned, I worked with, like, 25 kids, like, at once. Right. And I was, like, present with them, obviously, but, like, there were, obviously, there was just so many. It was basically just, like, I'm facilitating getting their bodies from one place to another. Like, that, right. that, that That's and, my main purpose, Yeah. And it's a finite amount of time. Exactly. Like, this has been, for you now in this current situation, a long extended period of time where you've been working with a small group of, of kids. Right. So, so I, yeah. that, that, it's been, like, my first instance, like, really witnessing that. And I, I, I don't know. It's been, it's been humbling, I think, of just, like, oh, it's, I don't know. <laughs> yeah. I, I, uh, it, 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 it's stark. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. So, I mean, the last time we recorded, I was mentioning, you know, going through uh, things with a now former employer, yeah. uh, which is interesting. Yeah. Uh, and I've got a new job. I'll be working at a preschool, yeah, which is yeah. something that I've wanted to do. I wanted to work and get back in, 
the realm of working with kids in that area and kind of be that uh, good impression you've been talking about being, yeah. you know, kids being impressionable yeah. um, and just kind of, you know, having fulfilling work. And mm. that to me is fulfilling. So uh, my first day is actually tomorrow. So whenever this podcast airs, it'll be long after that. Yeah. But, yeah. It's uh, it's an exciting time. It's awesome, man. I'm seriously super excited for you because like you, you did a bit of work with kids growing up like you used to be oh yeah with, with like young life specifically you were with well i did yeah that with i did some things with young life uh, very briefly i was a leader there and for like it, for my little county i guess for maybe a year mm. not even uh, but i worked with uh, different after school programs for all of the time i was in college right. uh, and that was something that i really enjoyed because it's essentially just you know being a facilitator of you know oh ga- different games but they get kids to to learn and engage and learn how the world works right. and you know you get to be in that place of trying to be a good role model right. for other people yeah. and for that next generation that comes up so mm. yeah i'm i'm excited about that but yeah you you know actually you mentioned young life i kind of forgot that i did that mm. that's kind of funny uh, yeah. because i i realized kind of quickly um during that journey mm. <laughs> back then that it it wasn't really about you know the message of of Christ it was literally like you know we want to to preach the gospel we want to you know win kids hearts and right. you know all the all the words the clichés and stuff like that but then i got to see kind of firsthand as being a leader like when these kids left either high school or middle school whatever age range you were working with you kind of were just out of their their lives mm-hmm. and it was almost to a point of i saw some you know some kids who were high schoolers that i had a connection with that then when they left like they wanted to rely on me to be like their accountability partner mm. and sometimes that was too much for me as someone who was going through other things through college myself because right. i was like a young leader or whatever terminology that they had there mm. um but yeah, it was it was definitely interesting. I realized that's not what I want to do. Yeah. Uh, in in terms of that journey, and we've been talking about journeys a little bit, but when I was in young life, that was when I thought I wanted to, you know, go into youth ministry, which is why I went to Eastern in the first that's place, which right. is how we even met. Yeah. So uh, you, so, so like from that young was life, funny. You did youth ministry thinking like, yeah, that yeah. is the thing. Yeah, I, f- I thought that might be the thing, and then. Uh, I realized, no, that's not really it for me. I don't think I would want to do that. Maybe, you know, maybe a church would be different. Mm. Uh, so through my first semester of college, I was uh, going into like internship interviews with different churches. Mm. Of, you know, I wanted to work with certain churches over the summer and I had, they had, you know, a good reputation and recommendations from the school and from the department and everything like that. So I went into some interviews and they were asking, you know, some of the, the tough questions about like, uh, different human rights and things like that, and mm. and questions about gender and what I thought about that, and I gave my honest answers, and they were like, "Yeah, if you, you know, if we decide to hire you, you can't really be saying that around around these kids." And I was like, Ooh. "Wow, it, it was it was no. it was that explicit." Yeah, it was like so. This one interview that I'm speaking of specifically, I won't name the the church. That's fair. Yeah, we had we had this really long, awkward interview in a in the Panera at Wayne, mm. in Wayne's Panera. So it, it was, you know, in a public place. Yeah. They're asking these really, like, deeply, like, personal, like, theological questions right. on gender, on what the role the church should have, and all, the, all these other things. And I'm like, no, I, you know, I gave my answers. Yeah. And I was like, you know, 
people have the right to to kind of choose the way that they want to feel with this sort of thing. It's not my place to tell them one thing or the other. That's not my job. Mm. Um, and they, I was kind of told flat out, like, yeah, you can't really talk like that if you worked at our church. That's fascinating. And I was like, oh, I, maybe I don't want this then. Yeah. Like, I remember leaving the interview and they were like kind of thrilled with the interview. Like they walked me out and like, it seemed like they wanted to like go on to the next step. And I was like, Oh, okay. Like they walked me to my car and I shook hands with the, there were two guys yeah. that, that came. So I was like, okay, you know, uh, whatever. But that was definitely, mm. I was like, yeah, I'm not doing this. Yeah. So <laughs> I'm not doing this at all. So it, it was that particular interview with that particular church that made you think like, Oh, okay. Youth ministry as a whole, like I can't hang with that. Like, was that sort of the cause and effect or was it, Possibly. I mean, yeah. yeah, for in the long run, it made me change my major, right. which then did change my trajectory. I'm sure there's other churches out there that shared my same views oh, and sure. would allow me to kind of, you know, use that uh, in, in my ways of interacting and teaching and things like that. But sure. yeah, no, it was kind of eye-opening for me. I was like, yeah, no, this is just not the direction I want to go in. Yeah. Um, huh. But I knew I wanted to be sort of that like mentor figure. So I... Mm-hmm. You know, it's uh, that weird, like, journey of life of kind of putting that aside and being like, maybe this isn't what I'm supposed to do. Maybe I'm supposed to, like, just get a, a desk job mm-hmm. and then get a degree that allows me to, you know, go into that realm and you know use other skills that I have, like writing skills. I, you know, I like to write, so the communication degree made sense for me. Mm-hmm. I wanted to learn how people interacted interpersonally, so that fit mm-hmm. uh, and kind of went that way, but then working at a desk job for three years made me realize, no, it's actually not it. Yeah. Like, that's not it at all. Yeah. Mm. So, I mean, yeah, it's, it's really interesting to say the least. Yeah, man. So you talked specifically about, um, uh, something that it, it jogged for me when you mentioned the, like, I'm sure that there are like some good churches out there that would like allow me to like express these certain beliefs and like be this type of presence that like is actually encouraging these questions is encouraging the self-discernment for these kids like i'm sure those churches exist but um i I, you sort of decided for you like this isn't for me and sure like we're we're shortcutting a lot of like like self-discernment for you obviously yeah mentioning that but something that i've something that brought up for me is like i think there's got to be at least a handful of people that would have probably seen that scenario and been like, oh, I can work on this, like, from the inside, right? Like, mm-hmm. it, like I will take this job where I'm sort of compromising what I stand for in the hope that, like, I can enact change from yeah. the inside, right? And that's really funny that you say that because during the interview, that, that conversation didn't happen at the end. That happened sort of, like, in the middle, maybe, like, like on the first half of the interview. Mm. Um, so that thought process actually like crossed my mind. I was like, okay, well, like if this is really the thing that I want to do and I need this internship experience because it's part of my requirement and blah, 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 maybe I can like, you know, be a light that shines through all this BS in there and all those other cliches. And through the, just the rest of the conversations, I was just like, it led to the point of like, I don't want to compromise who I am, what I stand for, my beliefs in what God is doing in every single person. Right. To get job experience in a field that I want to work in. Right. And it's like that that is a huge piece of it too, but like another part of it I feel like is you're not you're not a savior figure. Right? right. Like I, I think that that yeah. that phenomenon, I've seen that very explicitly if I may in like 
overtly Christian circles where it's like, mm-hmm. okay, I see that this entity, this organization, this church, um, is not living up to like what I see that they could be, or like not living up to their <clears throat> mission statement, or living up to their X Y Z. Let yeah. let me and my wisdom enter in and f- like help fix it. That I feel is emblematic of some pretty toxic saviorism. <laughs> if I yeah, may, I'm I'm definitely not that. Yeah, like if I see that happen and like I, the thoughts might cross my mind right. for a minute or two, and, and, and I think but then I'm like, I think mm. and I think it's natural yeah. to have those thoughts cross your mind when you're in oh, yeah. a religion that literally worships a savior <laughs> that right. you're told exactly. to emulate. Um, yeah. and that is, we, t- we touched a little bit on like the white supremacy and like, oh, yeah. and like it's hand in hand with Christianism. Like that's how white saviorism becomes a thing is like, yeah. oh, I can come and like save this whole mess. Yeah. Yeah. No, that, yeah. that's, it's, that's uh... a real phenomenon. It, it, I, I don't know. I, I like noticing those parallels a little bit. Um, yeah, they're definitely there. They're definitely and that, there. that sparks another one. This might take us off topic a little bit, but it reminded yeah. me of how uh, when we were first starting at Eastern, we had to do Chester Cleanup Day. Yes. Can we talk about that? So, okay. so we can talk about that a yeah. little bit. I'll let you kind of set it up in a minute. But yeah, yeah, yeah. essentially, for me, just being, you know, I grew up around Chester. Mm. I was told you don't go to Chester because it's where there's high crime there's all these bad things the only thing that you're allowed to go to at chester is the waterfront because there's the you know the soccer stadiums down there they're kind of trying to build it up to make it not bad Mm, quote unquote mm. so that that was my thought process going into it and then we had to do this chester cleanup day which i'll let you talk about here so chester cleanup day was part of eastern university's um freshman orientation program freshman and transfers Oh, um, I was the first year of transfers. Trust me, we were not right. pleased to be there with all the freshmen, even though it ended up creating friendships. Yeah, I was about to say you, you didn't like you didn't like hanging out with me. No, I'm just kidding. I, I don't even. Well, I don't even think we crossed paths on. We weren't. In, we weren't in that. We weren't there yet. Yeah. We were. I was in actually. I think a, a group of just transfer students that day, which was mm, interesting. Yeah. But we'll we'll get down for we'll sure. For sure. For sure. Um, but no, it was it, it was basically it was a it was a mission project. Was basically what it was. Yeah. It was. Like they, I think it was explicitly like they partnered, quote unquote, partnered with like different nonprofits that were down there, different like community organizations, yeah. different churches, um, and it was a lot of like literally just like go and clean up, but their yeah. their aim there was to tie that to Eastern universities like, we think justice is important, right? right. Like like the Easterns at least at the time I don't know if they still hold this like in like trademark like the faith reason justice like they view that yeah, as I think like that's still there that's still yeah. there and that stems for them from I think a lot of their alumni um very like the Brian Stevensons the Tony mm-hmm. Campolos the Shane Claiborne's like they view those alumni as like these people are out there doing um this work that is very justice oriented yeah. Um, so we're going to sort of paint ourselves as like the justice Christians and yeah. this is how we do that. And like, then they're faced with the challenge of like, how do we make that into a curriculum and mm-hmm. you arrive at Chester cleanup day, Yeah, which for sure. is interesting to note that like this happened a bit. I think this, this is a tangent to in the same <laughs> spirit of Chester cleanup day. 
what I saw with Yacht Club. Mm. And Yacht Club, for those that did not attend Eastern, is not boats. Um, it stands for Youth Against Complacency and Homelessness. Um, yeah. And it was started by Shane Claiborne, one of the alumni I mentioned earlier. Um, and he was a student there. Um, he would, with like a lot of his friends, and he like helped like sort of rally the student body at the time that he was there, um, there was a abandoned, I think it was a Catholic church in uh, Center City, Philadelphia, um, where a bunch of families experiencing homelessness were squatting, basically. It's mm. just like, um, we need a place to go, so like we're going to take this little building, um, so be there. Um, they found out about it and found out also that there was a looming, like, eviction basically i don't know like the technical term but like there was an eviction that was about to happen where the police forces were going to come in and just uh kick everybody out like back onto the streets yeah um so they basically like started like using their bodies physically to be like okay we're going to go there and like blockade off the police from like coming in and kicking these people out um and it really impressively like sort of like galvanized this movement um, mm-hmm. on campus, which led to the foundation of that club. What, yeah. what has been fascinating to me is, like, that's an impressive legacy, sure. Like, that is a thing. And I, obviously, I'm paraphrasing a paraphrase of a paraphrase about all this. <laughs> um, but it's interesting to note two things. One, that just in hearing that narrative, we were talking about sort of, like, the white saviorism sort mm-hmm. of piece of it, it is very easy for one to look at just that narrative and think, oh, I want to be that kind of a savior figure to these people. Let me go to Eastern and learn all of this so I can be just like Shane, right? Mm -hmm. Which I think, too, is how you get what Yacht Club has sort of become recently and how you get Chester Cleanup Day, which is just like we're going in and handing out food or we're going in and we're just cleaning up. There is no systemic addressal, right? Of right. like, what are the folks that we're going in and saying we're helping genuinely going through? What are their actual needs? Yeah. It becomes more so a way of just like, can we use this as an evangelism tool? Or right. can we use this as a like, it, 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 it's basically their attempt to like streamline the process of becoming a quote unquote revolutionary is you just yeah. need to do enough Chester cleanup days, which I think is a direct byproduct of trying to curriculumize a revolutionary. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? It's it's crazy. I, I mean, I just remember from Chester cleanup day, the fact that I thought it was really good that we were doing it from someone who's lived in the area. I was like, okay, like, sure. We're a, we're a school that's going to go partner with a nonprofit mm. and help clean up the city um, and, you know, I was hoping that there would be more touch points actually interacting with the people. Mm. And there was to a certain extent, you know, you had like one person who would take you around whichever little block you were cleaning up, essentially. Mm. But then that was it. Then we were, you know, we picked up a few bottles of whatever was on the ground, like threw them in trash bags. Yeah. And then we all had pizza and went back to camp. We had pizza we had pizza we, with the mayor for some reason we all had pizza with yeah. the mayor on our school buses because it was raining we went yeah. into like these sheltered school buses and had pizza after yeah. cleaning 
but that that is uh yeah ooh. I, I just thought there would be more I yeah. thought there would be more interaction and then more anything after that yeah it, it, uh, it, other than just going in the one time it be, it became a yeah. like it's similar to like a church like mission project of like we basically just went and the byproduct of it was oh don't you feel grateful that like you're not like like these people basically mm-hmm. like, super honestly and, yeah. but it was with a different flavor of just like oh be th- thankful for what you actually have yep yeah man How's your laundry? It was good. Yeah. It is done. Nice. Finally. So. That's a good feel. Yeah. Yes. Dude, I uh, I stepped outside just to check in. We got our dinner, and Juliet ordered nice. uh, the apple pies. Ooh. I'm so hype. <laughs> <laughs> it's going to be so good. Um, so we've been going for about, in, in, including gaps, about an hour and 13 minutes. Would you like to yes. do... Um, pop culture recommendations. Yes, I was literally just going to be like, we've been going on some heavy stuff. Yeah. Let's go into some pop Let's culture, some pop even culture. if it leads to heavy. Yeah. But it's fine. Ducky says, spoiler warning, we talk about the Mandalorian, the Avengers, and the House of M comics of Marvel. Does that sound right, Duck? Yeah, that sounds about right. Um, yeah. Would you like to Would you like to open us up? What have you been into these past yes. X many times? Yeah, I mean, honestly, right now my life is pretty much controlled by the Star Wars and or Marvel content that is released by our Disney Plus overlords mm. because there is so much of it, and that is how I'm transitioning away from these heavier topics of yeah. white supremacy and Christianity oh, and going yeah. into these uh disney overlords that we have yep. right now oh, with yeah. all of this content go into and these the... amazing movie quality shows that are now being created yeah p- and p- it's pivot amazing from white saviorism to wandavision <laughs> literally <laughs> i mean pivoting from white supremacy in christianity to someone creating their own universe mm. yeah that makes sense yeah actually good. I, I see some parallels yeah, yeah there's a there's a, yeah, there's, there's a thought piece there yeah i'm not going to be the one to write it though so i, I can't promise i won't <laughs> that's fine so you've been in the mandalorian and wandavision mandalorian and wandavision and then just in general because i bought disney plus then it's like okay well now since mandalorian was over i was like oh, i'll watch i'll rewatch all the star wars movies oh hell yeah and then it was like well Okay, now I'm watching WandaVision. I'm going to watch all of the Marvel movies. Did you do all of them? So, I, I haven't done all of them. I've started them again. Good. So, Which is funny, because I was most definitely not a Marvel person like yeah. for most of our time in college when we were together. I remember lots of conversations about it, and I was like, well, I mean, I saw Iron Man, or I saw the Thor movie, and I was like, mm. I'm not about Captain America. I don't really want to see that. Mm. I don't need that embodiment of America, even if it's a good character and all this blah, blah, blah. 
uh, and all that. So the thing that got me into it was going with you and the rest of the Eastern peeps to watch Endgame live in the theater. Yeah. Because I just skipped a bunch of movies and went to Endgame. I think the only Marvel movies I saw before that was I saw all the Iron Mans because for some reason I really enjoy Iron Man. Mm. I love Tony Stark. So when you were all on the... Uh, the Tony and or Cap thing. I, I yeah. was totally on Tony's side forever. Yeah. Um, so that's me. Mm. Uh, but I had seen all of those. I saw the first Thor movie. I saw both of the Guardians of the Galaxy. And then I skipped right to Endgame. Did you skip to Endgame or Infinity War? I think you did. Um, oh, I, I skipped to Infinity War. Yeah, because... It, it, it was Infinity War. Yeah, that, became, that came first. Yeah, Endgame yeah. was the year after I graduated. Yeah. Yes. So yeah. yeah. Was, I remember going to yeah. see Infinity War yeah. with all of you. And I was like... Oh, they literally bought, brought all these characters into this story, and they've done it since 2008, and it's 2018, and it's been 10 years, and I've missed a lot. Cool. cool. <laughs> I've got to catch up then. Yeah, man. And then <laughs> so, uh, I, yeah, I'm sure in that point. moment it was like, oh, cool, all these characters died. Time to go learn about them. <laughs> I mean, it was partly that, like, I, so I was never really into, like, the, the comics or anything, mm. but I knew who, like, all these characters were sure. for the most part. Um, but yes, after watching that movie and knowing that it was only half of a thing and I had, like, a full year to catch up before the next one, mm. yes, that's when I started my deep dive. Well done. I do, I and, do remember that happening yeah. now, yeah. That was a fun time. I, yeah. we started, um, Juliet has not seen all the Marvel movies. Okay. Um, but we started trying to work through them together. We got as yeah. far as Iron Man 3 chrono- like chronologically. Yeah. Um, that was about five months ago, and then we stopped. <laughs> I mean, so, like, some of the movies are, I mean, I'm just going to say they're, they're, they're complete duds. Yeah. They're, they're really bad. But then there's just some that are so good that just it makes the, the cohesion of the story to understand everything, yeah. like, worth it. For me, like, like uh, Iron Man 3 is that to a T. Like... Mm-hmm. Iron Man 3 is so different than the other two. Iron Man 2 was just trying to recreate the first Iron Man. Yeah. Like, that, that, that was where I think it fell flat. It was like, it, it was more of the same, <clears throat> quote unquote. Which is, it was more it, of the same. Wanted, and but... It was like, uh, for me, a, a lot of why I like all of this um, and why I didn't at first mm. was because of knowing that it's a huge connected story for me. Like, I love that kind of stuff. Yeah. So in Iron Man 2, while it was literally pretty much the same movie as the first Iron Man, mm. it was like, oh, they're like learning how to weaponize this through the government, which is creating the Avengers and all this stuff. Yeah. And like, oh, okay. Like all of the little things that go into that yeah. there. But what I loved about yeah. Iron Man three in particular, like it fits into Tony's narrative so well, because like it talks about his PTSD with what happened yeah. in Avengers very explicitly. Right. And like you, you get, you miss so much of his character development. If you skip the third Iron Man, it's like, right. That that's him. Like, at least at the time, like, destroying all of his suits. Because he's like, okay, mm-hmm. I don't need to, like, have this protection. Um, like, I can put this down because of Pepper. Like, th- right. th- like that was his whole journey in that movie. Like, that that's a good narrative. Meh movie. <laughs> but oh, the movie was just very... Yeah, it, was, it, was it, was, it was, like... It was, it was, it was uh, yeah. like... Th- three different stories yeah with the same villain yeah that's essentially yeah. what it is it was all it was very like killian focused and they just didn't develop killian like nearly yeah enough. they didn't develop him at all um which i think is kind of 
a shame for Marvel because like that kind of technology, like it kind of just died with the movie. Yeah. But like that would be that that seems like something that Big people company. could actually use. You know? I think there but, there are murmurs that they're gonna like try and um, I think Iron Heart is the new mm-hmm. superhero. Like Iron Heart may be connected to that somehow. And like when Iron Heart gets their Disney Plus thing, um, it's like oh like these people have been like using Iron Man's technology. I think that's, like, the pitch for it. I don't know much about it yet. I didn't do, like, the full deep dive into, like, all the stuff that got announced for Marvel recently. I just know that people saw that um, the Fantastic Four are coming. And people are super fucking hyped for that. People are hyped about it. I mean, again, like, I wasn't, like, a super, like, super into it. Like, obviously, I knew who who the Fantastic Four are. I know that they had, they tried to make a movie of it outside of the Marvel Universe before, and it didn't do well. Tried to. Um... Yeah. So, oh, did they really? Yeah, they did two. Yikes! They did, they did two, and they both bombed. The first one had Chris Evans in it. Yeah, he was. That's he was funny. the Human Torch. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's really funny. Um, no, but like I, I, yeah, I really enjoy the connected story, mm-hmm. and I think if I had known that like back when it first started, that it was literally, it. like I, I knew that like the the sequels to certain movies were going to be a continuation of the story, which is why I went and saw the different ones. Right. But yes. As a person who then actually skipped the first Avengers movie and watched Iron Man three, mm. super confused. Yeah, like so. Wait, nothing, yeah. nothing's been the same since New York. What happened in New York? Yeah, what happened in New York? Why is what happened to this this studly guy that is now, yeah, wallowing in these depression anxiety, suits. depression yeah, issues? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Hmm. Um, but yeah, that's but that's what I've been into recently. Is you know, obviously, WandaVision is the show right now. Mm-hmm. The Mandalorian was the show at the end of 2020 that sort of saved the year for me yeah for sure (laughs) because it was a crap year for sure uh and seeing all the the ways that um those showrunners sort of they didn't really take digs at the sequel trilogy but they also sort of did with the way that they brought back Mm. certain characters i know it's been a long enough time but if you didn't know already luke skywalker came back for a second Mm. in in the show and it was like peak Luke Skywalker, so like mm. he was like destroying things. That's cool. Like, like, and it was you know Mark Hamill's face kind of CGI'd on. It was kind of bad. Sure. It didn't look that good. Um, sorry if I'm spoiling this for you listeners out there, but it's been long enough. I'll, so. I'll, I'll put I'll put a spoiler um, warning like before we go into um, this. But that was like the big reveal, sort of at the end of the season. Mm. Uh, was that so? It's all it's it, and then they're you know announcing all of these shows for for Star Wars as well, yeah. where it's like this this new universe that is sort of like a we were on this direct timeline of movies hmm. and then we made three movies that were kind of meh so now we're dejecting and having this alternate timeline almost hmm. which a lot of people are wondering like oh is this going to be like a total retcon of these movies are we just going to pretend that like there's some other alternate timeline sort of like marvel style yeah something or well, other like and, also that they're kind exist. of hinting at with wandavision of like there are there are oh, these different timelines oh, that's, yeah that's confirmed yeah that, like that's just breaking that, 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 i am so excited that, that, that that's <laughs> also like for wandavision this is like a hundred percent how we're going to get mutants in the mcu like oh yeah 100 percent um i mean honestly I, I don't know how much you know about like all the marvel stuff but you know the guy who's pretty much produced all of it all of the movies uh, kevin feige is yeah. like a huge nerd so he, he had read all the comics and yep. stuff and so he's finding ways to bring and and business deals to bring in all these other properties yep. into his stuff now and yeah. it's like well it's like i think uh, um for for what I understand, I, ne- I never like fully like read the comics, but I got like yeah. there's, there's like a bunch of videos I do like deep dives with of like 
getting the synopsis of some of the comics. And yeah. I watched the one on House of M, which one yeah. is based off of. And yeah. that one ends with, like, again, spoilers for it, like, Scarlet Witch, like, basically killing all the mutants. Yeah. <laughs> like, she restarts reality and starts it with, like, no more mutants. Like, says that yeah. line. And I can't wait for the inverse to happen. Right. Where she just, l- exactly like, she, she just lets them free to fuck and shit up. I can't wait, I can't wait until it's, like, a, an Endgame-style portal at the end of the show and all of the X-Men walk out of it from the, the past yep. movies, yep. like... It's, it's certain characters it's definitely gonna happen yeah. like there's no way yeah. that these actors who portrayed these characters outside of this universe haven't seen the success of this universe and then are like hey disney i'll cut a contract where i have to do barely anything yeah. but just show up yeah oh yeah and, and, then, and then they get to continue with their their movies yeah, yeah but yeah. just with d- different better writers yeah man uh, it's it's a fun time to be a nerd in that sense. Oh, hell yeah. Um, I, am, I am on that train for sure. It's very good. <laughs> um, mm. For me, this will come as a shock to you, I've been very into Game Grumps lately. <laughs> Whoa, right? no way. I know. I've been into Game Grumps since I was 16, and I am still. <laughs> <laughs> um, they are currently going between, um, for those that don't know Game Grumps, to Let's Play Channel. Yes, I am 12. Um, <laughs> they are currently cycling between two games. One is Danganronpa. Do you know about this game? I, I don't. Danganronpa. I don't know. Danganronpa is basically um, like Japanese high school among us. Oh. Where it's 15 high school students trapped <laughs> in a school and a sadistic stuffed bear tells them like no one can leave unless you guys get to killing so get to killing <laughs> and then whenever oh. a murder happens they hold a trial where they have to figure out who the killer among them is so they're literally ripped off among us and that other stupid game that i can't think of they, they did but this game came out in 2010 oh well then they were ahead of the they game. were ahead of the game my bad um but yeah it, it, it's been fascinating because not only is like the narrative very interesting, and I had no experience with the game up until the Grump started playing it. Um, the narrative is interesting, but also just like their commentary on it is fucking hilarious, because <laughs> it's like it's very like Japanese anime, like trope heavy. Yes. Um, so it's it's very easy to um, to make to make the funny hahas at. Um, <laughs> And it, like the, the way, like the writing style in it is like so very literal, and like mm-hmm. really like hammers the point home. Like, hey, you dum dums, the, the, the murder weapon was a knife. Wait, so are you saying that the murder weapon was a knife? Yes. Look at this <laughs> evidence. Then I will show you that the murder evidence, that the murder weapon was indeed a knife. Ad infinitum for like fifteen minutes, <laughs> and then they move on. But it's. It's really good storytelling, um, despite all that. Like the core premise of it is fascinating, and they're nearing the end. So if you have not had any experience with the game, um, fully recommend it. Like it's very very gripping. Um, yeah. So they're doing that, and they're doing um, Ross made them a full world of Mario Maker levels. Oh yes. Like forty five levels, and they're playing through all of them. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's so good. It's some good shit. 
And that's, I mean, honestly, I can just remember in college when we wanted to just kill time and not do anything. It was, we would put Game Grumps videos on the TV. Yeah. And yeah, we just watch endless hours of YouTube playlists so of them playing a game from the start to finish. Yeah, and it's just it's surreal, at least for me, because mm-hmm. that that was uh, you introduced me mm-hmm. to Game Grumps and and to Let's Play channels in general. Um, and you're knocking over your sweet tea. I don't I, do that. I, I'm proud. That's, I caught it. I caught it. That's very important, I'm and I'm I'm glad uh, I'm glad that you have a little bit of athletic ability. Sorry, I kind of mumbled on that because my wife texted me from the other room endless hours of watching <laughs> I guess she wasn't as much of a fan. Um, but <laughs> yeah, yeah she, like, she was not the biggest was, fan. <laughs> that was a fun time of just watching just random dumb people play a video game yeah. and getting just as angry as I would playing yeah, a video game. getting angry like, at it, but also like their, their background is like professional comedians. Like, they were yeah. an animator and, like, a comedy band performer, like, respectively. Yes. Like, they have, like, yeah. a lot of improv history. So it's, it, it, it's, there's no, there's no dull moments. Like, it's either, like, right. they're having, like, those more intense conversations about just life or they're fucking irate at a game. <laughs> <laughs> just hyping each other up. Yeah, um, that's so true. So I, I've been definitely on the kick of those two. Um... Here's the last one. I'll, I'll mention this because this will be a fun one. Um, I think I mentioned this to you in a text. Mm-hmm. Um, back when your good friend Logan Brock, oh. <laughs> yep, was back when your good friend Logan Brock was fourteen. He was very into uh, not World of Warcraft, not any of those cool online MMO games. Um, he was very very into. Baby's first MMO, Wizard 101, which has all of the flair and aesthetic of, like, an early 2000s web game. <laughs> like a Club Penguin-style bullshit. Yes. Um, with the narrative choice of Harry Potter. Yep. You are just a young wizard, and you're trying to learn and trying to explore. And it's dumb. And I got back into it. <laughs> <laughs> of course you did. Of course I did, because what else am I going to do during this pandemic, right? Um, <laughs> but Juliet, my wonderful partner, saw me playing it, and I convinced her to pick it up. And we've been questing together through Wizard City. Yes. And it's been so good. This game, for the uninitiated, is so dumb. <laughs> <laughs> but also, there's, there's shockingly so much to do. Like, they've added in so many, like, other, like, early 2000s-esque, like, mini-games. Like, very, like, Webkins style. Like, you have your fishing, you have your gardening, you have your photography set up, like, Pokemon Snap style. You have (laughs) monstrology, where you're, like, harvesting, like, these are, like, tokens from enemies that you can summon them later and, like, challenge them in a gauntlet that you build. And then you have all the quest lines. There are four... It's, like... 20 worlds i think now and each world has at least like 20 hours of gameplay in it (laughs) of just like the main story so i've been shocked by like how jam-packed it is but also how like non-seriously the game takes itself and the part i'm at right now like i'm probably about like a third of the way through the game 
and I'm at this point where you're trying to like combat this ice titan and like keep him from waking up and like causing an everlasting winter, like kind of an intense <laughs> thing, um, as far as stakes go, right? And your task in this quest is to go and find the four sons of this ice titan and convince them to give you a seal, like a golden seal that will seal, like literally seal away the ice titan and like keep him from waking up. Now I said... I'm not going to lie. I'm not going to lie. You said golden seal and my mind went right to like the animal. <laughs> Do you know why that happened? Because you, oh, no. you get to the suns. No. And you finally see a picture of what the golden seal is. No. And it's literally a golden seal statue. <laughs> I'm at level 65. <laughs> and this is how seriously the game takes itself. And it's dumb. And I love it. <laughs> it has been an endless time sink. Because like the game like the core gameplay itself, it's like it's like Hearthstone. Basically, if you've ever okay. played that, like you have like your in-game like a deck of cards that you play and like the cards <laughs> that you play are like the spells that you cast it's so dumb but i'm just i'm in it and i don't care <laughs> right so that for for a while my time sync was skyrim now i'm full into wizard 101 the, nice. the dichotomy of man oh <laughs> uh, uh, yeah i I am playing through Red Dead Redemption 2, which mm. is a Rockstar game. If you've ever played it or heard of it, I know oh, yeah. it came out a few years ago. Um, it was the long-awaited sequel, but it's a, actually a prequel mm. of the first one um, where you learn about this uh, Wild West gang yep. that is trying to commit crimes, and essentially you learn how eventually it all goes wrong. Mm. And I'm very, very close to the end of this game. Nice. And so by the next time we record, I will most likely be able to give my thoughts on how this game flows into the other one because I'm all about a story. Yeah, so if it's if the that. story doesn't if the story doesn't fit in with the first game, I will be utterly disappointed about how many hours I've put into this mm. goddamn game. Yeah. So Dude, I, I'm uh, I'm down to have a video game conversation next yes. podcast. Like yes. just like because are already like you touching it like the main thing you look for is like the narrative in your video games yeah like I, I'm, a, yeah. I'm a little bit different in that regard so i'd love to hash out that oh yeah we can definitely we can definitely talk about that Dope. and you can you maybe you maybe will hear me rant about how the story doesn't sync up perfect in between these two games that you might not have ever played so that's, that's a fun time I'll do, I'll, yeah. I'll, I'll do my research like for most games i haven't played i can like find it find, find some youtube videos and get the gist like i'm i'm oh, down yeah. i can hang with any video game conversation Fucking, that sounds like a plan. Let's fucking do it. All right. Yeah. This is the end of the podcast. Yes. All right. The end. Join us next. Not next week, but we're doing we're doing biweekly until we feel. Yes. So until we come to a consensus on if we're gonna keep doing this or not. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We will. No, I I think it's a fun time. Yeah. Maybe our friends from Tennessee will still listen. Yeah. For the second week. <laughs> friends from Tennessee, we love you, even though we don't know who you are. Yes. Thanks for getting us them Thanks. mad views. <laughs> or that, that mad download rate. <laughs> hey, thanks for listening to What's the Hubbub. If you liked what you heard and want to hear more of our wonderful voices, you should totally subscribe to this podcast wherever you may be listening to it. We also would love to hear any thoughts that you had on our discussion, and you can do that by tweeting at us using the hashtag What's the Hubbub. My handle is at Shrubbadger, 
and Tim is at Tim underscore Lovenguth. That's L-O-V-E-N-G-U-T-H. Our next episode will be out in two weeks, around March 12th. We hope to see you then. Be well, everybody.